fruits and quinoa pours a deep vibrant red with an ample addition of Hawaiian sea salt. Holy shit. There's a lot going on. That is a lot going on. All right, I'm beginning the process. Okay. I'll do some plugs off the top and then we'll just talk like friends talk. Uh, with a little more asking of you questions. Sure. Do you, is it all right if I ask you questions? Yes, of course. In fact, I think that's kind of a fun thing about this is we can be a little more personal and have that be a part of the podcast content. You have a pretty big life change going on right now. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> fascinating. That's a good point. All right. I'm pretty sure Ron, my brother was just giving me a hard time about always opening with that. Are we on? Is this a thing to start yeah, here? Yeah. It's not cute anymore. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Welcome into 50 Toasts, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, well, there's a lot to cover. Let's, uh, let me do this. First, I want to apologize to the hardcore viewers who came to watch something here at 9 p.m. last Wednesday because I was driving across America with my family and I was not here. I should have at least written a note to you guys. I didn't until <laughs> later. I'm like, ah, I should have, I should have told everybody. A dear John letter at the least. Yeah, I know, right? So apologies. Thank you for returning. And looking forward, instead of back, next week we have Jimmy Pardo in the spot. If you know who that is, you know that's a big get, and he is awesome. He's from uh, – he's never not funny. That's what I hear. Uh, podcasting king and uh, hilarious stand-up from always a warm-up guy on Conan and Tonight Show and all the credits that a guy like that would have he has. Um, he's awesome. I, I like him and he was actually my last of the 50 lunches that was scheduled live in real life in LA and was canceled because of COVID. Uh, I kind of left it I was like, ah, I've been trying to talk to him for so long. I was just like, ah, I'm going to make this my one last outing. And then the day before he emails me and goes, nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> I'm trying to catch Corona to hang out with Kostaki. <laughs> totally understand. That's the wise choice. You got to be very particular about what you leave the house for these days. And you know what? We can catch lunch later. This was March. We were still learning. We didn't know for sure if it was going to be terrible or not. And we were being extra cautious and he was right. And we didn't meet. So anyway, Good job. Uh, that other guy you see on your screen, you know him, you love him. It's Aaron Hodges. Some of you love me. A lot of, a lot of credits for Aaron Hodges too. Uh, a decade at Sirius and uh, the king of uh, you lucky dog productions. <laughs> and, uh, the co-runner of this fantastic thing you might know called The Quick Snaps, the podcast. Um, editor extraordinaire. Artiste, we'll tease that. I'll ask you that later. Tell me more, tell me more. Like <laughs> a car. Is this the part where we toast? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Good to see you, brother. You too, man. Cheers. Cheers. Toast. Cheers. Thanks for having me on, man. I always love doing these things with you. Yeah, they're great. I've, I've been enjoying doing them. I wish I could see some real humans once in a while, but it's nice to do this. Um, yeah. Uh, I got a zillion things to ask you about. What? Uh, give me, give me sort of your day to day now. How are you doing with this whole quarantine nuttiness? Uh, it's yeah. It depends what day you ask me, really. 
That's that's uh, the most honest answer I could give you. I mean, uh, I'm okay lately. I've had some dark days. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to have some more dark days, but um, you know, there's a lot to be frustrated about and to keep your mind occupied with. Like currently... Uh, the Raptors are both giving me life and killing me slowly. I have one eye on game six right now. There's a minute left. Uh, it's a tie game. So if oh, you wow. just see me, see me looking up there, that's what I'm looking at. Minute but, left? Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can do some plugs while you watch the last minute. <laughs> yeah, if you want, yeah. <laughs> Plug away. But no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy time for everybody. But uh I don't know. I'm doing as well as I guess anybody is. I uh, I hear you, man. It's been so weird. And as a comic, it's especially like, if you look at the list of the things that are risky, like from one to 10 for COVID, like number one is getting your mail, like, and it builds up and like going to a hotel, going to the grocery store. And like number nine out of, out of, uh, out of one to nine is going to a bar, which is my former place of employment. Yeah. I know it's rough and there's like, uh, there's no immediate end in sight. It feels like, and that's the other thing is that it's so hard to plan anything. Like you can't plan anything. Like even like, I think a week is like the farthest out I can even wrap my head around planning things. I think that's always kind of been the case for me, but at least like there was no like government mandates and safety uh precautions that you had to take that would take me away from from planning things right but now it's like things are like really out of your control they're they're out of your hands and i think that's the the most frustrating part about all of this yeah it's crazy man i was gonna say this for later but i kind of want to ask right away what how you when you told me you were doing some painting <laughs> First, of course, I thought the garage or, you know, the the other, the basement or something. And then when you told me you were painting things on a canvas, I was like, all right, this is just like some friend of mine blowing off some steam and fucking around with some painting. And then I saw your paintings and I'm like, these are really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm having fun with it. When when I told you I was painting, I was actually sealing my basement walls. So it wasn't like a <laughs> canvas painting that, that time when we were texting. Um, so that was, there's nothing glamorous about that. It's 98, 98 with 37 seconds left. Raptors are attacking. Oh my uh, goodness. But yeah, no, I think, um, I think early on Alex and I, we had a, a night where we were like just drinking and we got some art supplies and we just sat there with our easels pretending to be like highfalutin artists and all that stuff. And we had like a little paint and sip at our house. Right. <laughs> and it, it didn't like take right away i'm not very good with the the brushes but i was following a couple artists on instagram there's there's one in particular i think his name is colin shab shab or something like i can't i don't know how to pronounce his name but he's out of montreal and he does this there's this method that he does where he's like he's like pouring paint out of like a a bucket almost there's a couple different things that he does that he that he has on instagram and he, he like ties, there's the one thing that, first thing I saw was like, he had, literally has a bucket, right? And he's got this bucket full of paint and it's sectioned off and there's holes in the bottom. And it's suspended by like ropes or strings or whatever. 
So he like spins the, the bucket like around these giant canvases and it just creates this beautiful mix of colors. Huh. So there's like a lot of different things that he does from there. And honestly, that's kind of like inspired me a lot just seeing that kind of stuff. Huh. So I watched that and I was like, oh, okay. So like there's this method of like pouring paint. There's not necessarily like using paint brushes. So I was like, oh, okay. Let me see what this is all about. And honestly, like any idiot can do it. Like I, I've just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos and I just was inspired and interested in it. So I, um, actually that red, that red and uh, gray, gray silverish one that you see back yeah, there, yeah. that's a comedian, Matt Holt. Uh, I think he's, ba he's based in Kentucky now. Um, he, he was doing it. So he was putting some stuff on Facebook that's similar too. And huh. I was liking what he was doing. And I was like, oh man, I, I, I don't know exactly, like, how does he do that? You know, I don't, so, I, you know, so I liked what he was doing and I was like, oh, okay, let me check this out. So I checked it out and I've just been playing with, with different color combinations and different methods of pouring and, and things like that. So it's been fun and it's like a hobby that I've been able to spend hours at a time on and kind of just be away from everything else and just kind right. of throw myself into it and kind of enjoy it. So that's been, I think the most positive thing to come out of COVID is that I found this new passion. That's so cool, man. Yeah. What, I, you're the only one I know who is, who kind of uh, dove into something like this. Oh, it, a lot of people are, man. Really? We're finding something. I mean, you got a you got a little kid that you got to take care of. Like I think parents and stuff. Yeah, it's it's been way harder on them. But I I don't have any kids, so I have probably more free time than for sure people that right. have kids. So, but I think oh shit, it just went to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll talk to you in an hour. <laughs> but um. No, and I, I think, uh, you know, a decent amount of people are finding something to do that they hadn't done before. Did the Raptors miss at the buzzer? Hold on, I, I got to, oh, they did. <laughs> ah, it was never going in. Uh, all right, so we got overtime, awesome. So what's the, what, wait, if they lose, they're out tonight? Yeah, they got to win two more. They got to win tonight and then a game seven. Um, but Boston, if they win, uh, OG almost had a tip. If Boston wins, the series is over. Have you always liked basketball? Uh, yeah. Huh. I have. I used to be a Knicks fan, but um, I, I left them in the dust about six, seven years ago. Kind of floundered around teamless and just being a fan of the NBA in general. And then I decided to uh, jump on the Toronto train. And then a couple of years later, they win a championship. Yeah, you gave me a like a really hard pitch on why they're an interesting team it was yeah. a couple of years ago maybe, and uh, I was pretty compelling. If I if I liked basketball at all, I would have I, I would have <laughs> definitely taken a closer look. Yeah, I know. I know you get tight every time even the the whiff of basketball comes. No, no, it's, I mean, it's your thing. I I'm happy for you. I just don't yeah. know anything. Oh man. Yeah, I feel like. My sort of Zen thing that I found the last few months was uh, online poker. Like I've found places to play and 
I was doing really well for a couple of months there. And I'm just kind of, I would have these, I would schedule it out. Like I would do, I would not play for three or four nights. And then I would kind of look forward to these nights that I would play. And it was kind of experimenting with different sites and different times and different situations and different styles of tables. And it was really nice to be able to just like go into something with so much hyper focus and then come out of it a few hours later and you, you kind of forgot about the world for a while, you know? Yeah. I was playing poker for a little bit, but it made me angry because I was just losing on the river all the time. <laughs> right. Online poker, like something about online poker that I, I don't know, might not be for me. I think I need the live in person and to be able to like read people, you know? I hear you. It's weird. It's weird for me. It's the opposite. Like I, my results have always been much better online than live. I think because I'm good at situations. I, I understand patterns and position and, you know, like the dynamics. I'm really good at that part. I'm not so good at reading people. And mm. well, uh, I think that's the same thing for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like pe the way that people act according to their position and things like that. Like I can read that in person but I can't dial in the same way online. Right. Because I can't put a face to it. I can't see someone's facial expressions. You know what I mean? Like all that makes a difference to me. Right. There's a lot of weird little timing tells and things you can kind of add to the pile of things you're figuring out. But I, I love it. And I love how fast it is. It's, it's maybe three, four times faster than a real game. And you can play four tables at once. Yeah. So instead of getting you know, whatever it is, 27 hands an hour, you're getting a hundred and something per table and you could play three or four tables. So you're always playing good hand. You're not sitting there folding all the time. You're just like, you go around and fold your two six and your queen seven. And then you're like, Hey, this table has pocket jacks. I'll focus on that table. <laughs> yeah. That is the, um, the benefit of it for sure. Yeah. More Per hour, I dig right? it. If anyone wants to play, let me know. I, I got the hookup for you. It's <laughs> yeah. great. It's honestly, the best poker site I've ever played on. It's a, it's a poker bros club and it's awesome. Anyway, um, I played in a little uh, game that was mostly Vietnamese guys for a while recently. Uh, a di totally different thing, just like one private table thing off in a different site. Just I was experimenting, kind of looking at some different poker holes. And they were crazy, insane gamblers. Oh my goodness. And I was just starting to figure it out. And I told my boy, Dan Kaufman about it. And uh, Dan and I both like had a really good night, the same night, his first night of playing. And they kicked us out of the game. <clears throat> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just read uh, a comment on Facebook. Somebody said I can Aaron can go through his Rembrandt phrase and paint Kostaki on the couch. So I mean, I want I've been meaning to ask you about that picture on the couch where you're you're. I guess you were naked, laying on the couch. I was naked. We had, our apartment is our apartment in LA was an old fashioned like it had a lot of character. If you squinted a little bit, you could imagine it being an Italian villa, uh, but it was old school. It didn't have a dishwasher. It didn't have central air or heat. Uh, so we only had one room that had an air conditioner in it and the child was sleeping in it midday. And I fell into a pattern of playing cards at night when she was asleep and getting up early with her. And then I would try to take a nap when she was sleeping. And it was so hot in the non-air conditioned room that I sort of fell into a pattern of sleeping on that couch naked during her nap. 
And of course, my wife, being a photographer, took a picture unbeknownst to me until later. <laughs> so this wasn't a one-shot deal. This is a habit. There was, a, there was about a 10-day period of crazy heat wave in L.A. In L.A., you don't even really need an air conditioner 90% of the time. Because uh, even when it's hot, it's like 76, and then it's cold at night, and it's like, it's, but there was a stretch there where it was 88, 92, 87, day after day after day after day, very yeah. unlike L.A., um, and no air conditioning, man. It's, it reminded me of being a kid and going to Greece. Cause we would, we would go and stay in our relative's house and there was no air conditioning in those days when I was a little boy and in Greece, it's like 104 in July every day, which is why they take naps during the day. Cause you can't do anything else. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that explains it. So I ended up posting a picture and we talked about it on Bob and Tom and I couldn't bring myself to like it. <laughs> I, mean, I saw it, but I was like, I don't want to encourage this behavior. Like, yeah. I don't want to see that. On my time I don't even know this, but the weirdest thing about that picture is not the nakedness. It's that I didn't have socks on. Even when I'm naked, I always wear socks. That is weird. Because my ankles get cold and I sneeze even when it's kind of hot, but it was that so hot. I was like, I can't even wear the socks. Yeah, not to get too personal, but that's my wife too. And like, you know, when when we're getting frisky, sometimes she it's she she won't take the socks off. And she's like, nah, it's it's business time. <laughs> Freaking weirdo, take your socks off. Weird is that? Do you win that argument or does? does no, it's not it? an argument that I want to have. You know, <laughs> I barely want to tell it to you, but it's just a funny no socks. Not a good time for an to... argument at all. You're about yeah. you're about to get. Busy? busy? What was your language for it? I don't know. It doesn't. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, what were you like as a kid? That's a weird question, but I was really wondering this, and I know you fairly well now, and I don't know anything about your life before college or so. Yeah, I guess you know the, like, man, I don't know how old. I must have been, like, 27 or something when you met me something like that you're pretty young actually yeah yeah so yeah you know the the zero to 27 aaron is a mystery to you um, but you were grown up in a corporate environment i mean it was an artsy corporation but still yeah you were in a real job and everything you were a grown-up <laughs> yes indeed i yeah i don't know it's weird to tell somebody what was it what was i like as a kid i was pretty quiet I like sports a lot. Um, you know, I, I had a I had a tight knit group of friends on my block, you know, and we hung out and did a lot of mischievous stuff. We played a lot of basketball and sports and football and pretty much dominated my life, uh, you know, um, to throughout high school, I guess. You know, it was a, it was a small town. Everybody knew everybody. Um, Ooh, pow. Ooh, Raptors just tied it up. Two minutes left. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was, I was a pretty quiet kid. I kept to myself for the most part um, and just did my thing. Now, when you say playing, were you like, like going out in the yard for hours and playing like touch oh, yeah. football and stuff like that? Entire days, yeah. Entire yeah. 
Yeah. We, and we just went, I just went surfing yesterday, last night. We did like, uh, as the sun was setting and it brought back a lot of memories of that. So we would go to the beach a lot too, go surfing. Um, so and it was, the, it was a great night last night. Best waves of the summer I actually caught a really nice one. That was nice. Really? Yeah. I'm no good at surfing, but I, I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it. Sometimes it's too much work. It's a lot of work to get it out there. It seems really hard to a newcomer. It is. It is. The first time I ever went out was in a hurricane. And like, I can't believe anybody let me do that. <laughs> I never even got out. Like I was just getting blasted by waves the whole time. I think I spent a half hour just battling waves and getting, you know, the crap beat out of me. And I just went to shore. Like little Aaron is like a hundred pounds, hundred fifteen pounds maybe, trying to battle these waves. Was, I never had a chance. <laughs> yeah, that hurricane uh, surfing—that's advanced shit. That can't. That's not your first day. What are you doing? No, not at all. Not at all. I saw you posted that uh, that video that was going around this week of the of the dude in Port Portugal on the giant wave. Oh my god! Oh my god! You couldn't pay me. I would never ever do that. And never. I mean, that's a that's a thing that ends in death sometimes, right? That kind of Absolutely. surfing. I mean, that's I I I don't even know how high they said that was, but I mean, I get terrified of big New Jersey waves, and you're talking like six foot waves, right? Right. As I get terrified of those, like I'm a I'm a big chicken shit. So you you're talking about like I think that wave was like seventy feet. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean that's death. It was. It was like a good-sized building. I mean, there was, there was yeah. a little guy, and this giant screen is nothing but wave. Um, that's a crazy. It's hard to you imagine. See people doing crazy stuff. Like I, we used to watch a lot of surf videos, endless summer, things like that, and it would be like uh, people getting towed into waves, like because you can't right. paddle into them. So you need like a jet ski to kind of get you going to get the enough right. momentum to not get killed. Like, I, yeah, I, I, that's the that's the maximum I know about surfing. I've seen some of that. The people that do that have my utmost respect because you are cheating death for a thrill. <laughs> that's kind of cool that that was a part of your childhood. I didn't I didn't have any sort of beachy stuff. I mean, we had vacations, and you know, we were in Florida a lot for vacations. But as a regular event, that was not part of my existence as a kid. Yeah, it was a big part of ours for sure. Did you have hockey? Was that part of your world? Yeah, we played street hockey. I, I never, well, we played ice hockey sometimes because the lake bias would freeze. So we would play sometimes on the lake, but I never played like hockey competitively or anything or any kind of leagues or anything like that. But we were pretty good at street hockey. Um, yeah, we had, we had a good time. Um, but yeah, I, we, a group of us shot around. There's a, there's a park that has uh a rink not too far from here so a group of us shot around in the middle of a heat wave we found some goalie gear for free somebody was trying to get rid of it so i threw on the goalie gear like the big uh knee pads like the leg pads and everything they had chest protector the blocker the glove and i like we went at the absolute worst time because i was just drenched in sweat everybody was but i had it the worst because i had all this gear on but uh we haven't been back since actually <laughs> gotta go like now ish that's cool I, i'm 
I'm back at my mom's house for a little while, and it's yeah. you it's, got a big change right now. It's a yeah, it's a big, it's a crazy trip, crazy deal. It's nutty, but I've been like I drove by the old house we used to live in when I was younger, and that place has all those memories of playing football in the front yard and building dams in the creek in the backyard and catching garter snakes and building a tree house and yeah yeah oh tree houses were awesome yeah we had those oh my goodness we, yep. we would build these forts with uh with like chicken wire and put pine straw in them and have these little like crawl spaces and little rooms and we we did all that stuff i mean that was the era when parents were like go outside and play and you didn't come back for like six hours and that wasn't really unusual i mean it was like you would check in once in a while or you would they, you would be free until dinner or after dinner you were free until dark or whatever um that was cool i miss those days those are good fun days yeah man i think my generation is probably one of the last to have that type of experience of like go off do your thing i'll see you at dinner right there were no phones or you know now we had a very strict my parents were very strict about like if we said be back by four you had to be back by four it was a big fucking deal yeah um, yeah uh but they were great they they went out of their way to try to not make rules but when they did they were super firm but yeah I get that. way to do it um how the raptors it's a tie game they just went to commercial it looks like they're gonna get uh the last possession here is like 18 seconds left so how long is overtime five minutes and there's just one overtime if it's not tied at the end of that yeah that's it yeah unless it's tied which unless there unless something happens here it will be we might see double overtime all right go raptors go raptors baby so did you have any inklings of being in show business or loving comedy or being fascinated with the radio? Like what, when did that kind of first enter your head? Oh man. Um, it's hard. It's hard to put a, it must've been high school, I guess, where I was like, but it was more like I wanted to be a rapper a slash producer slash musician like that's that's what i thought i was gonna do um so I, yeah I, w I would like write i was writing a lot of lyrics and stuff back then and uh eventually got into djing and, and making some beats and stuff like that but the radio was kind of something that ah oh, raptors missed double ot <laughs> radio <laughs> Is it was interesting to me, and I was giving this some thought yesterday because, like, you told me you kind of wanted to talk about some of this stuff, and it just popped in my head where I was like, I, I think like the earliest memories of really kind of understanding what a radio show was, I think it was formed by spending time with my mom because my mom would listen to Howard Stern quite a bit, and she would listen to Rush Limbaugh. And she, I, we, cause I had to go to work with her. Like the, it was, uh, I forget how old I was. I must've been like. It's a funny combo, mom. It, it is. She's a real <laughs> weirdo. She's a real weirdo. So I think on the days where I was going to work with her, 
it was like a 45 minute drive. So we had a decent amount of time in the car and she would mostly be listening to Rush and she would listen to Rush at work. I got to ask her what that job even was. I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it was something to do with school boards, but I don't remember. And sometimes I would go paint houses with her too. So we'd be in the car, like listening to uh, Rush, mostly Rush. And like, even at that age, I didn't really agree or like what he was saying, but he was very entertaining. And like, I think I understood, I got to understand the structure of a show just from listening to, you know, how he talked about whatever in a segment and then, you know, did a live read and then went to commercial and came back and either like switch gears to an interview or went to continue the topic that they're talking about, or now I'm taking phone calls or things like that. Like just kind of the different ways. And I, you know, I understood how people could be hooked on that show and just, you know, talk radio in general, if whatever, if you like the host and you like the subject matter. So, I mean, when I got to listen to, to Howard a little bit more, obviously that was more fun than Rush. Uh, so that got that appealed to my goofiness because like like you said growing up like my friends and I were listening to the Jerky Boys and Adam Sandler albums and uh, like goofy like the Bloodhound Gang like hip hop like goofy hip hop stuff and so we were like just real goofball so I I really liked song parodies and and things like that like that kind of humor and uh I think so. I think, yeah, those were probably pr pretty formative as far as getting into radio and understanding what it is and kind of knowing what it was. But I never saw it as, as a career path for me until later on. Um, I was kind of floundering with school and everything. Uh, I went to college and it's so funny. Like I was thinking about taking a couple of classes at my community college now because basically everything's remote. So I got to go back and get transcripts from old schools and i'm like they're asking me questions and i'm like i couldn't even remember how many semesters i went to ramapo right. college <clears throat> couldn't remember if i went one semester or two semesters and it was like 20 years ago but still it's like you should know how many freaking semesters you went <laughs> you know what i mean so but i was a terrible student so like everything long story short on that i'm probably not gonna go back to school because like i'd have to retake classes just to erase the f's and i'm like no i'm not not paying money to do that you get uh, f's in college yeah 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 <laughs> i just wasn't going i wasn't going and if anything was like too challenging i, I was like fuck it I'm, I'm gonna stay here in my room and drink beer i was not like I was not emotionally mature enough to be away from home and at school. I was, I was not ready. I was just going to college because I thought that was the next step. And I was not, I was not ready. I was a terrible student. Yeah. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often than it does. Maybe it happens a lot and I'm not aware of it, but it's, that's a tough, that's a big step. That might be life's, in, in most people's lives, that's the biggest step, right? You go from your mom's house too you're completely free like that's you know at least a dorm is kind of a halfway house to life where they feed you and there's laundry room and you know like some of the things are available 
and there's like-minded people kind of helping to support you but uh it's a big transition man it's uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't right for me in that moment at all i was not ready so then what happened then then you you flunked out of school and you or you quit and you're like ah and then what happened well, that's enough. I think I got I got arrested uh, for weed uh, somewhere in there, and uh, I think it was a question about whether or not I was even going to go back for the second semester. Uh, so that definitely threw a loop into things, and um, I, I, I mean, eventually I dropped out, and uh, and then I was working odd jobs. I was work, I was you know living back with my parents, and. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the timeline is still a little bit hazy, but you moved back with your parents. What a loser! No, <laughs> look at you in your bonus room. <laughs> no, I, I we got to talk about that too. We got to talk about that. I'm fascinated by what's happening in your life, but uh, yeah, I mean, eventually I go to my community college here, I take a couple classes there, and, and then I go to a vocational school for audio engineering. Um, so I learned a lot about like music production and, and engineering um, at that school. And that school was really like the, the kickoff that kind of set me in, in a positive path. Like that was, that was really good for me. Um, so I got like a home studio set up after that. And, you know, I start making all kinds of music and like song parodies, stuff like that. I'm making song parodies that get on certain radio shows. There was a radio show called like the radio chick back in the day. Uh, Chuck nice was on there. Uh, and they played nice. Yeah. So I played, they played my song that I made and it was like such a cool moment cause I'm in the car listening and they're playing it and they're like goofing on it. And it was, it was so cool. Um, and then, um, okay. I also was, uh, so I had that, I had that going on and then, um my dad went for an edit suggestion what's that that you closed the podcast with that song oh man i i i'd have to it dig exist? i'd really have to dig for it <laughs> i probably lost it at this point but <laughs> i might be able to find it and it's probably it's full of like inside stuff for the radio shows it probably wouldn't even make sense but okay. if, I, if i find it i'll play it all right um so yeah, I mean, it was kind of that, and I'm, um, you know, I'm still like DJing, um, just not really making real money DJing, but like just enough to kind of like pay some bills. Um, and my dad is like, hey, you know, go, you should check out Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then eventually I did, hmm. and I, so I I did that, and I was. Um, you know, I was working full time too uh, at a water company. Uh, so I was working full time, bunch of different jobs here and there, uh, DJing. I was working like three jobs and going to school out in Cherry Hill, uh, right outside of Philly. So I was like driving an hour, two nights a week, an hour back and hour home, two nights a week uh, to do that. And uh, in the middle of that, I got. Uh, I applied for an internship with the Stern Show when they they had just moved to Sirius, and by some miracle I got it. And basically that was my foot in the door at Sirius, and then uh, just kind of 
eventually got hired after that internship was over and uh, just kind of very slowly worked my way up. That's great. What, yeah. what did you do as an intern for Howard Stern? Um, the first semester, I basically transcribed shows. So they had all these specialty shows uh, like Riley Martin, Scott Farrell, um, few other people so it was a lot of like listening and just transcribing so they could have the the notes and be able to reference stuff quickly hmm. so it was a lot of that and a lot of like it was I guess it was like looking in the media for mentions of Howard because they would always want to like talk about if somebody in the post had mentioned them or something like that so and you know going down and fetching Artie's bagels and high C and all that stuff so that was the first semester. And then the second semester, I was Scott, the engineer's intern. So I learned a little bit more about um, the actual um, broadcasting equipment that they used and how all that, how all of that worked. So um, great. That's a, yeah. I mean, if you're on the list of sexy intern jobs, that's pretty high, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I had no business like being there. Uh, I felt like, like everyone at that, at, by the time I got the internship, I mean, I told you, I basically lived the full life already. I was 25 years old. So it's like this 25-year-old loser from a small town that's just here <laughs> with these college kids that are just getting college uh, credit and don't even like really care about the show, you know? So it's like, but in the end, that was my major advantage because like I knew what this meant and I was trying to get a job, you know? Uh, these kids were just kind of there for the ride and I was like going to prove myself one way or the other, you know? So how did you do that? How do you go from, I mean, they must, in their heads, they think of interns as like this uh, churning scrub machine to help them get medial tasks done. Totally. And I mean, the, the disrespect <laughs> there is, is like, they just don't care. Because there's, like you said, it's, it's like a conveyor belt. Just people in and out. And there's a lot of people that aren't there for the right reasons. They just want to be around celebrities and stuff. So Right. Um, so, I mean, those people are, I think once you're in that position of working for that show, it's pretty easy to recognize those people right away. Um, and I just kind of like wanted to make it known that I'm not here for that. Like I'm here to get a job. Like I, I want to be part of this. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's how I stood out. And then they played a, a parody that I made about Gary, the producer of the show. And it was very disparaging, like the balls on an intern to like write this song parody about Gary. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was balls or just being stupid, but it was funny and they played it. And uh, <laughs> then they brought me in the studio one time and just to, just to talk real quick. And I don't even remember what we talked about, but uh, it was a good time. I ended up actually DJing uh, Ronnie, the limo driver's block party. So he hired me for that, paid me a good amount of money for that. And that was a good time. All the, a lot of the staffers showed up. So I don't know, somehow I kind of like weaseled myself into good graces and, and they kind of looked after me. So it was good. It worked out. That's great. Yeah. So, but you were aware all the way through of like, I used to listen to this guy with my mom in the car. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm here yeah. and he's right there and I'm working yeah. on the thing that's going out to all these other cars and I'm in the middle of this whole crazy machine. 
there's a magic to it, right? And like all, a lot of my friends and stuff and people that, you know, I knew a lot of people that listened. So it was always, you're always imagining that like you're contributing to this magical show that so many people enjoy. Even if it's in the smallest way, you're like, yeah, I'm a part of this like machine like, like that kicks out all this entertainment. So that was, it was super cool to be there. Um, time, like time of my life. Like I said, I had no business being there. Ooh, the Raptors tied it up. Minute thirty left in double OT. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's my story about how I got in the radio. That's cool, man. Very yeah. nice. Let's talk about you, man. You just moved from LA. <laughs> yeah, it's temporary, but yes, it it did have all. It does have all of the trappings of. I mean, I, I think it's death of someone close to you, serious illness moving on the list of horrific <laughs> life things yeah it ain't great right? it's way above really awful other things it's fu fucking impossible and hard and we have a 14 year old dog who's struggling to see and a oh no gooch gooch is you know he's all right but he's it's getting he's up there. showing his age man yeah and of course we have a toddler who is a total handful she's adorable and awesome uh but also a lot of work so to try to pack up a place raptors 120 to 117 they're going to the free throw line to make it four with 38 seconds left in double ot 38 seconds is like 10 minutes in football though right it's a lifetime in basketball <laughs> Especially in double OT with the series on the line. This well, one's me yeah. we got we, they're gonna they're gonna make it and then there'll be one more game tomorrow. Is it right away? Uh it should be <clears throat> today's Wednesday, so I guess it'll be Friday. I'm not I don't want to count my chickens yet, but this has been a it hasn't been an enjoyable series. Death yes. cancer moving. Yeah, moving sucks. Divorce. I think Divorce. if you got divorced. I think divorce is... It's got to be worse because you move anyway. That's what I'm saying. Part of the reason divorce is bad is because you have to move. If you got to stay and, and she left, I think it's below moving. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. So we put all our stuff in a pod so we have total flexibility. And when we go back to LA, they'll deliver it to the new place. And we can go anytime. And if some crazy thing happens and we don't have to go to LA for a while, then... We could go somewhere else or we could stay here for a little bit longer or we could shortcut this whole thing, go back to LA sooner. Whatever we do, the pod allows us the flexibility. The pod. So is the pod just on the <clears throat> property now? No, the pod is a, it's a concept that kind of took off and basically it's. I've seen them around. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what you think it is. It's a storage unit that comes to your house. And yeah. then it's taken away from your house. Yeah. And that's so, what I, but that's what I'm asking now. Like, where is it physically right now? It's in, it's in like pod heaven in the cloud of pods. <laughs> I think they, there's a pile of them in a big place. I, you know, everyone has all their stuff in these like tractor trailer boxes. And then they deliver it wherever you want. <laughs> So what you're saying is you have no clue where it is right now. I don't know where it is. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. 121 to 119. 33 seconds left. Wait, it's 38 seconds. They lost two points in five the seconds. Celtics, the Celtics just scored two. 
basketball. Uh, this is not good broadcasting, but so <laughs> sorry. So we drove. We didn't want to be in an airport with a two-year-old and a dog and COVID and everything else. Sorry. Raptors score by any chance? They did. It's 123, 119 with 11 seconds left. Oh, that sounds like a victory. 11 seconds, four oh, points. I like your positive attitude. Three-point play is no longer – that's not enough. It's not enough. It's not going to be enough, Boston. <laughs> anyway, so you moved. So You're we back in Georgia. Our car – this is not an exaggeration – was not driven 50 miles in six months. We actually had to get a new battery because it just sat there and I didn't move it for yeah, yeah. two and a half months in a row or something. Yep. Um, and then we drove it 2,200 miles in three days. It was crazy. We started off a little bit slow and then it was like, oh, the kid is screaming and hates the car seat and the dog is uncomfortable. And, and then it was just like, we're going. We are not going to stop and look at anything. We are not going to screw around and sit down and eat at a restaurant. We are going to drive in a straight line until yeah. we fucking get home. Not with that crew. That's not a hang crew. That's a get the job done crew. Yeah. Exactly right. Which we yeah. kind of thought maybe going in, but it definitely proved to be true. It's yeah. A two-year-old is a tough traveling companion. She does not like to be trapped in a car. She don't care where you are. She's not looking at the mountains, the scenery. Yeah, that's like, right. Look, it's different. Here it's cactus. Remember yesterday? <laughs> was, no, you don't care. Is that a cool ride though? Is that a scenic ride? Are you just taking like, Oh God, Celtics hit a three down by up by one. The Raptors are, and they got fouled five seconds left. Norman Powell at the line. We took, uh, we definitely took the most direct non-scenic route. Okay. And when you go 40 instead of 10 out West, it's a lot less beautiful. Like the North part of New Mexico is not nearly as beautiful as further down. Uh, but we were, we were not driving for beauty. We were driving for get the fuck home. Yeah. So now you're here. So yeah. Right. Last day we drove like whatever, 16 hours and just got here. Um, so now I'm here, uh, which is nice. It's uh, today we went and got in the pool and walked around the neighborhood and went down to the lake and you know, it's, uh, it's nice. It's, uh, it's nice to be, this house has so many memories for me and I got buddies nearby and, I've been doing fantasy drafts every night and excited about football. And which jersey are you wearing? Is that Tiki Barber? Tiki Barber, yeah. Pal oh my God, no. No, that's a travel. No. 0.5 seconds left. 0.5 seconds. What are the two most beautiful game two most beautiful words in the game of basketball? Uh, game over? Game seven. Oh, game seven. Congratulations. Well, there's 0.5 left, but I'm going to say it's over. Let's go Raptors, baby. 0.5. What can you do? Like the ball touches your hand and you just keep pushing it? It's funny you should ask because uh, the Raptors hit a game-winning shot with 0.5 seconds left in this yeah, series. They had more than 0.5 when they threw it inbounds, right? No, but the clock, really? doesn't, the clock doesn't start till the ball hits somebody's hand. Right. So if 0.5 is enough to catch and shoot. Wow. And they did it. It was a miracle win. They, 
Honestly, Boston looks like the better team in this series, but the Raptors have a, have a lot of heart, even though they haven't played well. So it looks like we're going to get a game seven. Anything could happen. Nice. Go Raptors. Yeah, man. It's my favorite NBA team. But I think this is going to be, this is going to be a good time for you in Georgia. I mean, to be with, the, with your family a little bit more. Because, I mean, obviously, like, there's things that you're going to miss in L.A., obviously. Uh, Oh, yeah. And it's all complicated, but I think it's going to be a really good time for you. Yeah, it'll be good. It's, uh, I mean, just to see my mom and to have the mom, my mom hang with the kid and, you know, we're going to get an Ava visit at some point and, you know, we're going to get a visit from Krista's mom and just to, you know, at some point I'm going to hang with my brother and see some friends from a distance doing something. I mean, all that stuff is good for your heart and your head and uh that's why we came i mean we we figured we needed to move anyway so like why not put some stuff in a pod and take a little break from our regular existence that was getting very monotonous yeah yeah it's a good move man i think uh you're gonna you're not gonna regret it at all even though it's a pain in the ass to actually move but i guess it's easier if you're not bringing everything especially you know, leaving it in pod heaven. <laughs> it's in the cloud. Is the game over? Did it work? It's not over, over. It looks like they're reviewing something. Maybe to see how much time should be left on the clock. Oh, okay. Oh, they put two tenths le- more. So 0.7 seconds left. But it's Raptors ball. So basically, they just have to not throw it in their own basket. <laughs> Smash cut to what the? And they did it. They managed to not do that. Game seven. Game seven. I love this team. I never thought, here's the thing. I never thought I'd be yelling at the TV about a basketball game ever again because, like, my my heart was with the Knicks for so long. And I never thought I would love a basketball team the way that I loved the Knicks back in the day. But the, the Raptors have captured my heart. So it's a beautiful thing, but it's also like Alex thinks I'm a bit psychotic because I'm very emotionally invested in the Raptors again. I ne- like I never thought I'd be emotionally invested in a team, <laughs> and like my mood is is changed by the outcome. It's just it's so strange. I hear you. That's very hard to convince someone who doesn't have that 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 makes sense at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a funny thing. <laughs> but now this series is getting very chippy now too so they're starting to hate each other so i like that too all right well enjoy this game yeah, seven I, tomorrow I'm sorry for talking so much raptors we're just in the middle of the game so if i had known we could have done this a different time i didn't know oh, no it's perfect because I, I at least get to share the joy with uh with you and the audience you got a passion for it i can feel that it's nice yeah all right, uh, let's use this as a segue to talk football. What are you most passionate about in the next uh, month or so of watching football? I mean, I, I mean, I know I've been like pretty much a Debbie Downer on the season being completed. I, I hope that it is possible and everybody stays healthy, um, first of all. Uh, but as far as like the Giants are concerned, I'm just looking forward to them being respectable again and – at least being in contention for a playoff spot. Right. Like having that hope that they might make the playoffs. I think that'd be a big enough step for me to be satisfied with, with 
that with the season. So I think right. Jones is, is going to be pretty good. Um, Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes. I hate that nickname. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how he feels about it. I'd like to ask him. So hopefully, he got it trademarked. Uh, I guess he liked it as well. Oh, he did. Okay, good. All right. Well, <laughs> at least he's got like a smart team around him <laughs> that uh, took care of that. But um, so that's that's cool. But yeah, no, I, I mostly just the Giants. I can't see myself watching too many other games. But who knows? Who knows? I might. Things are crazy. Um, my head, like my head, isn't really in football all that much with everything going on. Uh, I mean, quick snaps keeps me updated. You, you're my source for news for the most part. So, um, I don't know, man. There's obviously a lot of interesting stories. Um, players on different teams. How is that going to work out? Uh, I saw that uh, Hopkins signed a record deal, and apparently did it without an agent. He represented. Oh, is that right? I didn't see that part. I think, I think I read that he represented him himself in the negotiations and signed the biggest contract in the history of football for a non-quarterback. Huh. That's interesting. I think that's true. <clears throat> wow. So I think like the Cardinals are a very interesting team. The Texans are a very interesting team. It'll be fun to see what the Chiefs do. Are they going to be a juggernaut still? And just run through everybody. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the Titans are going to be interesting or not, but um, they might be. They might be. Um, yeah. What are the Cowboys going to do? Are they going to take another step? Are they going to be mediocre still? People Eagles. think they're going to be great. It seems like a jump, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Jason Garrett's gone, and he's the offensive coordinator for the Giants now. So, like, that's another thing. Like, there are there's a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting things. What are you looking forward to? I, there's just so many storylines that are fascinating to me. I'm, you know, I love the soap opera of it. This guy goes here, and this guy changes team. Yeah. And, you know, is is it? is Brady going to prove that he's good without Belichick and vice versa? That's fascinating to me. Um, there's some teams that we all think are fantastic now based on being good last year that I'm not sure they're going to stick around being great all the way through. I think you said the Titans and the Niners and the Ravens are, are all those teams going to be great this year too? I don't, I don't know. They haven't, they haven't proved staying power. Well, the Chiefs, like you said, will they beat the Texans by 20 points on Thursday night? Tomorrow night? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So I guess I'll watch that tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's so many great stories. I, I mean, the, the Falcons, I think, are a fun story. Obviously, I'm biased, but no, no one is talking about the Falcons. Vegas thinks they're going to win seven and a half games. Yeah, that's disrespectful. And every uh, pundit is talking about the Saints and the Buccaneers as Super Bowl contenders. I, I don't know. I don't think the Falcons are the third or fourth best team in that division. I think they're higher I, until, I don't know. I think they're being disrespected. Um, I, you know, I, I love it all. I love all the fantasy implications. There's a zillion rookies that are, that could be giant stars in this league in a year or two. Um, there's like five big time running backs coming in. There's like six or eight big time wide receivers coming in. Um, 
I love watching all the little details with fantasy stuff and this kid, uh, Gibson in Washington. I, I watched some tape on him after listening to a fantasy podcast. Holy fuck. I watched the, there were like five or six rookie running backs that I was looking at picking in the keeper league. So one day I just spent and I watched the five minute highlights of each one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Antonio Gibson, this kid out of Memphis who barely played because he had two NFL starters like on the team when he was there. But when he touched the ball, it was fucking electric and he's huge. He's like, he's a converted wide receiver. He's this really big guy who's running the ball like crazy. He's got great hands. I don't know. I just love all this kind of stuff. Following all that kind of thing is just fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why they let AP go. That's right. And Darius Geis was, you know. Yeah, he got cut? What happened? Had some domestic violence, horrific story, and they cut him the, the same day. Yeah. So they obviously believe in this kid. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love it all. I love the colors and the pageantry. I'm doing all the memes now for you guys on social media. Meme for every team is back. I'm rolling them all out now. So if you haven't seen your team yet, come back. You can even type in hashtag meme for every team and see all of them right away. It's just pretty cool because no one else is using the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. No one else wants to do that much work. That's right. They just want to, what is it? Uh, NFL memes. They just want to steal the shit. Yeah. So then uh, Sunday, you know, it's like my big work day. I'm sitting right the jokes and call the radio and do so. You know, it's daunting because it's a lot of work, but I'm so excited that it's here. I'm like a little kid about it, you know. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about, about what we're planning to do uh, this weekend? Yeah, go ahead. You, you got it in your head? or? Well, I mean, I don't know if we actually decided, but I guess uh, we're thinking – we, last year we tried to do it on Sunday nights, and I'm not. we're not yeah, sure if we really- not really sure if it worked out uh, for us or for the audience. So uh, this year we're going back to Monday, but we might be doing it almost like a a pregame show. I guess we'll do it live on the video here uh, Monday nights before the Monday night football game. Um, so the video is going to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash quick snaps. If you want to contribute, even a dollar will get you the video podcast. And then the audio will go to the regular podcast feed. Um, and then I guess for this first week, there's an early game. So we were thinking about maybe doing it at halftime for the early game, right? Some point early, maybe right before the first game or maybe halftime of the first game. We'll get back okay. to you on that. And then maybe we'll settle into like 7.30 Eastern on Mondays for a while and see how that fits. So we'll be, we'll be a pregame choice for you. And, of course, it'll be podcast available in your regular ways uh, for your drive time Tuesday morning latest. Um, yeah, so that, I'm going to have some late Monday nights right in this room cranking that out so you can listen to Quick Steps Tuesday morning. We'll be morning. done recording before the game even starts. you got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. That'll be, we, don't, we don't require a lot of editing. We, we're, true. we want to take true. wonders. That's true. um so yes quick snaps will be weekly starting with this actually and we'll do next week and we'll be off and running we want to do one that was a little more personal about us and our crazy lives and uh particularly aaron hodge's life by the way (laughs) i 
I Googled you just for the hell of it. Oh, okay. It was fascinating. I guess you've done, you know all this, but there's like a big time uh, New Zealand author named Aaron Hodges. Yeah, there's a, it, it's a lot more common than I thought it was. And there uh, are some black guys, which I didn't occur to me. Like, of course <laughs> there's black guys named Aaron Hodges. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I was surprised. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I, I used to Google myself once in a in while. In the very too. first page, there was like a shirtless, like super fit black dude. I'm like, hey, Aaron Hodges right there. No, I got to work on my SEO game, I guess. No, no names that are even a little bit like mine have a Google image of a black guy without a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't believe I thought it was a pretty uncommon name. Like, I don't know too many Aaron's in the first place. I think I... It, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a common name, but I don't know that many. Right. So I'm like, all right, Aaron is not the most original name, but like Aaron Hodges is a combination that I wouldn't think is fairly common. I had the I same can't. thought. I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, I can't find the guy I'm looking for. There's all these Aaron Hodges yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, who knew it was John Smith? <laughs> I had no idea. That's why my Instagram is the only Aaron Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to do quick snaps weekly going forward through the Super Bowl, and we're going to settle on the time, but tentatively Monday and tentatively Monday at 730 and tentatively Monday live on video to podcast later. All of that is uh, still in the mix. Go to patreon.com, type in quick snaps, and you can also go to patreon.com and type in Kostaki, and there's a whole nother series of choices and perks and everything else. Uh, come back to this very spot uh, every Wednesday that I'm not driving across America. I'll be here talking to you guys doing something. And next week is Jimmy Pardo, one of, uh, one of my favorite comedians, a great guy, honestly a national treasure. If you're not a Jim Jimmy Pardo fan, you should be. Uh, come, come use our conversation as an entry point and you'll become a fan and uh, jump on the train with him at Never Not Funny. That's his podcast. Um, all right, kids. Thanks for watching. Aaron, uh, it was great to talk to you, buddy. I miss you. It would yep. be nice to talk to you over and over and over again. It would be nice. I, I miss our New York hangs for sure and in your lounge just watching games and stuff. Uh, I was reminiscing on them not too long ago. Uh, but yeah, man, I'll get to see you in person sometime soon, hopefully. But yeah, it was great to catch up with you, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, thrilled to be a fluffer for Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> Put that on your website. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make my SEO go up. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll catch you next Thanks. time. See ya. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.